Did you bow? Yes. So weird. <laughs> Not every time, but you got to do it at least once. <laughs> All right. So we're back. <laughs> All right. 2008. We're in Big Frank. We're looking well, yeah. it up. Big Frank gets going. And that's uh, that's when we started singing. We tried out uh, a couple singers. And nobody was quite. We actually, Bob, my friend. Bob, yeah, I was about to say Bobby Hoyt. Yeah, he came and sang with us for you know songs on the first record. And his, he, uh, he, the only thing he had really done was the internal downfall stuff that we did in high school. But I know he could scream. But we were looking for somebody that could scream and sing, and he just from not doing it as long as we had, he just cousin wasn't kind of on the same level as we were. Right. Uh, so it, it didn't work out. And then we, instead of looking for somebody, we were like, fuck it, we're just all going to sing. Yeah. And we all started singing. And I had been, at that point, I had been kind of fucking around, like, on acoustic, you know, writing my own acoustic songs and trying to sing um, a little bit here and there. But that was the really, that was a jump-off point for, all right, I'm going to try and be a vocalist. And uh, God knows, it was pretty rough. You know, at the beginning, it's fucking hard to sing. It's I still I'm I'm not nearly as proficient as I would like to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Well, you've come around, brother. <laughs> yeah, and singing and playing at the same time is a whole other animal. That yeah, than just standing there. You know, especially the kind of shit that you do on guitar. You're not just uh, right doing some Ross fucking kind of play guitar playing there. You're 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 killing it. <laughs> Yeah, it took a whole lot of fucking practice and uh, a whole lot of learning. I remember the first show we played, uh, this dude came up to me afterwards like, man, you sounded good, but like, because I was like playing and then looking at my left hand while I was playing and trying to sing. He was like, you need to get on the mic when you sing. I was like, uh, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. But I have now. to peek over. Yeah, yeah. So. Is that still a thing, though? As far as what? I mean, I feel like you're pretty comfortable with your – I've seen you play live within the past two years for sure, mm -hmm. and you're not you're not peeking over at your fretboard all the time. Oh, no, I'm fucking way better at right. it now. Like I said, not as proficient as I would like to be, but – Right. Yeah. I mean, there's parts. Yeah. Something gets really intricate. Of course. Too, but for the most part. Yeah. yeah. And I had actually – I had written that down. I have this little notebook it's kind of nerdy. You don't have to explain your notebook to people. My bad, dude. No, it makes you a good interview. So, but uh, I wrote down singing because it is a, it's a thing, especially for you. And I wrote down, like, I haven't written down for anybody else, but, like, how do you feel about it, dude? Because do you feel like if you're the songwriter, should you be singing the song? Like, how are you, how are, are you a purist? Are you a... From my perspective, hmm. if I write a song and I have an idea of how I want the vocals to sound, then I want to sing it. Mm. Okay. Like, you know in your head... It goes this way. Kind of. Okay. I mean, I have to find my way around it. It's, it's got to be kind of weird, right? So if I if I, if Ross and I wrote songs and we're like, hey, man. Or if I wrote songs like, hey. I try to do that all the time, by the way. But I want, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I want you to sing this. Like, you don't. Like, I would feel weird about it. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. How do you feel about it? But... Like, if I said, hey, man, these are the words. And I want you to, like, kind of, this is the melody I have in my I would head. Feel, yeah, I would feel weird about that. Right. I only do it. Like what I was saying, I write vocal lines for Clips Time, but it's only when he's like, hey, man, do you have anything for this? You know what I mean? Do you have lyrics for it? Because I write a lot of lyrics, too. Mm -hmm. um, 
half of them get thrown away, but <laughs> some of them get used, you know? That's the only time I do it. Yeah, I'd have weird I'd feel weird being like, Hey, this is It's bizarre, right? Sing this. Yeah. For right. real. This is the melody that came up in my head. You Especially do it. lyrics, because <laughs> I feel like if you're singing your own lyrics, you have more of a connection to it. Um, yeah. A bit more passionate and yeah, raw. for sure. About, yeah. Especially depending on the subject matter. You know, if you're writing fucking, uh, I don't know, fucking. Yeah, whatever. It's personal whatever. to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It, I always thought that was a neat thing, and Ben was one of those people that I was like, I got to ask Ben the singing question because you do it effortlessly. Well, it appears to be effortlessly right. when you go up on stage and you start singing these lyrics. I'm like, man, dude, like I've written some really cool. I guess people would say like their poems or little shorthand lyrics or whatever, and it's like I, I don't want to ever tell somebody I wrote this and I want to sing this. Like, nope, because I, <laughs> like, I'm not a singer. Like, I'm not. Like, I can do. I can hear little pitches and 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 backups and whatever. Yeah, but good backups, great. Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. like, but like you as coming as from a to a front man position where you're like you're you're kind of the voice for a lot of your bands, dude. A lot of your bands. Yeah, you become that way. I guess you know Kim City, uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I didn't really realize. I guess in Big Frank, a lot of people look at me as a front man, but that's. Not by design. I don't actually. Good, great. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> never. It's supposed to be like just a yeah, a commune. Yeah, that to me that's yeah. not a Matt band or a Ben band. It's just a the that's, band. That's yeah, just yeah, yeah. how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I see you guys play, sings. such a good show. By the way, if you haven't seen Big Frank, you better go to that show on uh, me. Yeah, I've seen them. Oh, have you seen Big yeah. Frank? Fucking a, dude. Yeah, it's been a long time, but yeah, <laughs> and I'll be at that show for sure, um, especially right. since the whole park place. Yeah. Let's make that show happen. March seventeenth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Friday night, St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. Yeah, yeah definitely gonna be there, right? The Why not? Go to the parade that morning. Go to Park Place that evening. Yeah. See if you can get an Uber ride home. Face yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a marathon, bro. Green for beers. sure. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do parking lot beers. Is what we're gonna do? Be yeah, honest with you. The ice <laughs> test. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right, you wanna? Uh, take off from big frank do we want to start yeah um, let's let's get i mean we were just talking about chemical city rebels is kind of what we're trying to get into with him what it is you know kind of like he wrote the song and he he's doing the part right like you have a vision for uh, chemical city rebels is your band yeah that's your baby yeah i started it as uh it actually came out of the end of, uh, I was in a band called Routine Fiend. Oh, yeah. We skipped right God dog, ago. bro. How did we miss we it? We talked about it with uh, Rylan, if you guys would go back until a couple episodes ago, and Rylan will tell you about it. But, yeah. Yeah. So Routine Fiend, that was some good shit. Thank you. Uh, yeah. That was uh, that was fun. Really good time. We Was that still in 08? No. Uh, Routine Fiend was probably 10. Abby was born so, by then. For sure. I started playing with ryland oh it was the hurricane like uh, katrina acoustically that's like oh five that's like five no this was like uh gustav gustav that was, that's like what it was. maybe eight gustav was a eight i got okay, well, there you go. yeah okay so it was around then ryland and i started playing because he was living with me mm-hmm. for a minute because they had like they were supposed to move to alaska so they had like leased their house rented their house out but then uh his wife's mother got sick or had like a, I don't know, I don't remember what happened. 
But anyway, they, they didn't go because she was having a health, some kind of health issue. And so they were out of the house for like six months. They had moved their house out for Yeah. So they just lived with me and my wife. Yep. And that time, Gustav happened, you know, so we were out of power for a couple of weeks. And Ever. Yeah. All Ryland and I did was get home from work and fucking sit on the porch and drink natural light and play acoustic <laughs> guitar. And out of that came, like, this acoustic thing that we, yeah. did. we called it the Association of Southern Gentlemen. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which led into, after everything, you know, they ended up moving out uh, back into their house and we ended up kind of fooling around with it. It eventually became, uh, Ben Fridge started playing with us. It got electrified, got a little bit heavier, and then it got heavier and heavier, yeah, and, yeah, heavier yeah. and heavier and heavier and heavier. Uh, and we started, we called it Routine Fiend. Our, bu- our bud Kevin Layton started playing bass with us uh, for a while. We had like a little three-song demo on Bandcamp that Kev played on, and then uh, we ended up getting Brandon you know, on bass at some point. Yeah. Swear. Yeah. Yeah, and that was probably... 2000. Shit, it's so hard to think. I know back then. it's like 2008 or nine. I think it was actually 2010 to like 2014, maybe. Uh, during that time, like it started out as like this singer-songwriter type thing. Yeah, that's what's crazy then it about it. Evolved into this crazy heavy metal, uh, fucking loud rock. fucking show. Like we talked to with Rollin about stacks. Or no, we talked to the Glitcher Boys about at the Todd Fest, yeah, uh, yeah Glenn yeah. Fest. Sorry, uh, yeah, we made a we're bet gonna call to it Todd Fest now. Yeah, knock, the, the, yeah, knock all, all the, that uh, shit out. All the uh, bottles off the top, this little hanging uh, yeah. sound barrier. And, and routine fiend took the cake on that bitch. Yeah, we were tuning the B standard, man. It's gonna vibrate <laughs> that shit. Mm. <laughs> you know. So where were you guys playing as Routine Fiend? Like you went and saw them, like were you, Ascension Parish, or were you yeah. playing Baton Rouge? That's where I saw them. At. Yeah, Ascension Parish, Baton Rouge. Uh, New Orleans, it's it's crazy because I I came up here, but I played uh, New Orleans and the surrounding areas over there way more than I've ever played in Baton Rouge. Yeah, okay. and in that time too, like and Ben can like he can correct me, but I think New Orleans is starting to get more of a metal scene too. Yeah, it's more a little bit more darker. Yeah, yeah. Than, well, there's than always been a punk rocky. There's always been a metal scene, metery and in that area. Yeah. Like since yeah. I was in high school, I mean the first. Uh, Second show I probably ever played live was at this bar in uh, Fat City called Zeppelins. You know, that was oh, yeah. really iconic for, like, you know, yeah. heavy yeah. shit. So, yeah, I don't know why, but we just always played. We, we would go east instead of going from here west to Baton There was Rouge nothing in Baton Rouge. Way more often. In, at that, there was a weird breaking point to where there was not much music going on. Yeah, it was the same thing that we would always bitch about around town here. It's like all they want in fucking Baton Rouge is cover bands. Right. College town, fucking cover bands. And then people in New Orleans are like, yeah, come on. Or right. Lafayette, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so weird Which to me. There's been, always been an original music scene in Baton Rouge as well. You know what right. I mean? Right. But, but where do you go? The bars. It's were, hard. We're very slim pickings, you know? Yeah. It's hard. Right. And and like you said, like you're, you're kind of doing um, some booking for a, a bar, like for Park Place. It's like, and they'll even tell you, like, cover bands pay bills. Yep. It's, it's tough, man. Yeah. Um, and I don't get it. Like, I don't get why Baton Rouge is any different than any other town we've played. Like, you've played towns, you've played towns, to where it, it happens and it's like original bands do. That's it. Like, you don't want to go see a cover band, bro. <laughs> you want to go see an original band. You want to go right. see somebody else play their own tunes and stuff like that. Florida, 
Mississippi, Alabama, they all, like, they subscribe to it. It's really bizarre to me that Louisiana hadn't really. Like I said, I think it's picking up, though. I hope yeah. so. Yeah, man. I hope so. We're getting there, fellas. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, out of the ashes of Routine Fiend, uh, it really pissed me off when that band broke up. Um, you don't have to get into specifics, sir. Okay. Well, actually, it was like October 14th. Of- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> don't get into specifics. October 14th. Yeah, yeah, right. Fucking rain, man. 3.56 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was so aggravated because the band split up because two other band members couldn't get along. Right. And it, like, it was frustrating, severely frustrating to me because I had put all this time and effort into this thing. Something that you really cared for. Right. And they're both your friends. Yeah. Right. And they're both my friends. So, like, I couldn't, I was like, I don't know. What I think we've all got. been there. And it was kind of like, we talked about it. We tried to do, and I couldn't, people didn't want to work on trying to make it, didn't right. do anything. It was just kind of like an ultimatum type situation, and I was really aggravated by that. Yeah. So. That's material for writing, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Sure yeah, enough, you're right? <laughs> yeah, uh, there might be a song. No, a lot, a lot of musicians <laughs> turn to that, right? Yeah. Sure. So I started after that happened. I started playing a whole bunch of like singer songwriter acoustic solo shit. I started doing that for a while around that time. Uh, got hooked up with Sean Cleveland. Uh, started playing with him a lot, just around Baton Rouge. You know, all these singer songwriter showcases. There's like songwriters in the round at Chelsea's and handful of different places around town. I played around New Orleans a bit. Um, but I started writing all these songs, and maybe like two of them I'd written at the end of Routine Fiend, and they were a little bit heavier than like the strummy singer-songwriter shit that I was doing. So I was like, man, I'd like to electrify this. And, you know, but kind of the nexus of where Routine Fiend started is like a singer-songwriter acoustic thing. And then it turned into, like, this heavy, heavy thing. But I was always trying to move it back to, like, a more simplistic, good song, rock and roll thing. Mute hound kind of. Right. I'm doing the the heavy thing with Big Frank, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's – I always try – if I'm in different projects, I try to make them be different than the other ones. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In tonally or – you know, the, what you would classify the music as or whatever, just so I can always be exercising those muscles. And I was doing the heavy thing with Big Frank, so when Routine Thing got super heavy, I was constantly trying to bring it down into yeah. more of a... I remember <laughs> uh, Routine Fiend's song in specific. I mean, I couldn't tell you what the name of it was. It was like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Pillbilly where, was the name of that song. Where, where you guys kind of like brought it to just like a rock and roll song. Right. And that's what I was trying to do, and that's where I was trying to go with the new stuff that we were writing and that before it folded. So when I started doing all this singer-songwriter stuff, it just amplified that. So when I started Chemical City, I was like, all right, this is going to be more of like a strummy focus on the songs. Singer-songwriter, but... Singer-songwriter, but electrified, Mm -hmm. rock and roll, you know, stonery, classic. But I I also wanted to be able to go anywhere that it wants... Low influence of, like, you know... Everything that I love, you know? Punk rock. Melodic and, punk and rock. Heavy, right. You know, pop punk. Yeah. And heavy shit. You yes. Know, and whatever. it worked. It worked very well. 
but I also set it up when I got the people uh, to start playing with me and working on these songs. I told them all, I said, you know, this is my band. Yeah. If y'all have problems with each other, I'm going to find other people to do it. Because right. I didn't want it to fall apart like Routine Fiend yes. did. Because I was so aggravated by it. Yes. And so that's what I presented it to them all. And then, you know, they all agreed. Mm-hmm. So uh, we so started it, working on it. And then. And was, all, all of them is Benton Lavoie, is it, it Ben Ryland. It was, it was me and Fridge, Ben Fridge. Okay. Because he hit me up and he was like, we haven't mentioned him yet, by the way. Uh, well, he, he played with uh, he played with us in Routine Fiend. He played yeah. yeah so Routine yeah Fridge. Uh, and this we also started on the Association of Southern Gentlemen shit that we were doing acoustically. Fridge and the band. Yeah, you. Fridge hit me up after Routine Fiend had kind of it died out, and I was doing all this stuff, and he said, "What are you working on?" I said, oh, "I you know I've been working on these acoustic songs." And he was like, "I want to come play drums on them," and I was yeah. like, "All right, well let's feel it out." So we started doing that, just kind of fucking around. And then obviously with drums, the acoustic has to get louder. So I started plugging in the uh, old hollow body electric that I started <laughs> playing in Mute Hound. It's my favorite guitar, by the way. Oh, shit. $200 semi-hollow Yamaha SA50. It's an E35 copy? Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up plugging that thing in, and we started fucking around with that. And then uh, there was some show. I guess he had talked to Benton and kind of mentioned it. We were at some show at the Moon, and uh, Ben was like, "Yeah, you, you know, I already got some songs." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, I'm not doing a whole lot right now." Uh, he was in a band called Dry Socket, and their guitar player JG had gotten in a horrible car accident. And actually, the show at the Moon was a benefit for their guitar player. Right on. And uh, so he wasn't doing anything. So he said, "Fuck yeah, I'd love to come check out the stuff." And I was like, "You know, it's not metal. <laughs> That's you know what he played." Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, well, I don't care." So we came and we did that. That was probably 2016, early 2016. We had started, and uh, I probably had four or five songs we were fucking with. And then uh, we kind of got sidelined by the flood there. Yeah. Had to, you know, rebuild the house and rebuild the jam room and Ugh. all that shit. So we didn't actually really get going again until. 2017, middle of the year, probably something like that. Yeah, it's 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 wild because we were in here, like the shed that we're doing this podcast in. Ross and I were in this shed, and Sean. Since like 14, probably. Were we in that that early? Anyway, but we're hearing about. Oh no, I'm sorry, that was like Mr. Rent or whatever. Yeah, so Chemical City, we were hearing about. In 2016, 2017. Mm, yeah. We're hearing about y'all. You know, we're hearing about, like, a, you know, Sean's like, my buddy Ben's got this thing going on, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, we knew Routine Fiend. And well, that would be because uh, Sean and I started playing in Glitchville in, like, 2015. That's right. 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 So him and I were playing together in 2000. We started, I had started, like, in 2014, picking up a couple gigs on bass that uh, Aaron asked me to play. He was like, man, we had a show. I don't know what was going on. I guess uh, uh, Paul couldn't do it or whatever. Oh, Paul, yeah. Paul would have been the bass player. So I filled no, I'm saying, were you playing in the band whenever I Josh played, was there? Yeah, yeah Josh was there. The first three shows that I played in Glitchville were with Josh, Josh. Aaron. and yeah. Yeah. Um, So we did those. And then sometime around early 2015 into 2014, Aaron called me up and said, hey, 
Uh, would you play in Glitchville? Uh, we're going to get Josh. Josh ended up moving mm-hmm. to Oregon. Uh, and he's like, we're going to get Sean Lee to play guitar. And I, I've been wanting to play with Sean for fucking ever. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, yeah, fucking right. That'd be rad. So when he got into Glitchville, of course, I was, you know, loved Glitchville tunes. And the only other band I ever played bass in was Wretched Otis. So I was like, <laughs> I love playing bass. I love, to me, it's just thinking about the kick instead of the snare. Yeah, absolutely. When I play bass. Yeah. And by the way, and you have the coolest fucking bass guitar in Baton Rouge, by the way. Love that on. fucking guitar, dude. The African Squire? It sounds fucking no, good, it's a, dude. No, it's actually a Fender. It's a Mexican Fender. It sounds yeah. so good, dude. I lo- yeah, it was actually, um, it was initially Brandon Swears. Oh, really? And then he sold it to P. And then I bought it from P. I, I call think it, sounds good. I call it the four cent bass, bro. Because <laughs> underneath the uh, underneath the uh, the bridge on the back, there's a penny underneath each one of the riders. No shit. Yeah, and I got it like that. <laughs> the four cent bass. Yeah. <laughs> and I keep them there. So is that the trick? Awesome. Maybe my guy will like me as a bass player if I put oh pennies God. under my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know, Greg. I'm sorry. So I'm God, assuming, I'm dude. That's how y'all heard about Kim City. Because hey, bro. I, I played. I played with this guitar player once. It was awesome. Mm. It was awesome. It wasn't Ross, by the way. It was somebody no, no, else other me. than Ross. Well, I mean, sounded, anybody would know that. Their story. guitar sounded so good. <laughs> like, I'm so like, sorry. I hurt your feet. God, so to the bone. Ben, <laughs> your bass, dude. Cuts so deep, bro. You put too much money into your shit. He put four cents into his, and it sounds great. You Actually, put like. Thousands of dollars. In I, think I, I didn't I put think anything in the mind. Base off here for like three hundred bucks. <laughs> I hit that mega millions, bro. <laughs> anyway, Greg, I like your Lakeland base way better than that one. For <laughs> Thank, the you. Record. Oh, Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So anyway, sell me that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing anything with it right yeah, now, but it kind of has sentimental value. <laughs> oh shit. Oh well. All right, so so going back, whenever you want. Going yeah. back to Chemical City, like you guys, you formed the band and you recorded a record. Yeah, so we, we, like I said, we had started in 2016, kind of got derailed by the, the flood, and then I got to the point where I couldn't not play because I'll get all stabby, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. and hate the world mm-hmm. when I don't play music. Um, so while I was still working on the house, like, one of the, uh, not one of the first things I did, but like also while working on the house, I made sure I got like some of the jam room done so I could at least get back in there and start playing. And so uh, Fridge and Benton and I kind of reconvened. Excuse me. And uh, Ryland actually came out one day because he was getting way into photography at the time. And he was like, I just want to come shoot some stuff. And I was like, cool, man, come hang out. And him and I would jam periodically, you know. We know so many of the same people and like family mentors, no, not really mentors, family mentors. Mm-hmm. You go fishing with those. Manners. That's the small ones, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Small ones. <laughs> family members and you know people we know. We're our, we're very connected by like friends and everything else. So we'd see each other. We still Ron and I would still get together and play acoustic, you know, from time to time. Um, but he came out to take pictures of us and shit and like hang out and. He was like way into it. He and, heard uh, what you guys were doing. Was like, whoa, yeah, groovy. yeah. He heard like, yeah, you know, five or six songs or whatever right. we had, and he was like, dude, shit's really good. 
hey, this is a change of tone I'd like to be in. Right, and it was you know, it's not as heavy as Routine Fiend. As, like I said, it's, it was supposed to be and is still, in my opinion, supposed to be more melodic. Melodic, focus on harmony, focus on melody, focus sure. on all that type of stuff, even though the new stuff that we're working on is a little bit heavier, <laughs> uh, which I'm trying to back off of the pedal a little bit. On the <coughs> but... uh. He was into it, and I, uh, you know, we talked about it, and I talked to Fridge and Benton, and like, you know, fuck it, that's Get right. Get him in there; it'll help. And uh, it, you know, the stuff that I was hearing that I wanted for the songs, I wouldn't be able to do. Like, the stuff I had in my head for us to go record it would be double tracked with layers of more guitar on it, anyway, right? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be able to pull it off live. You, you correct you, while you're singing and right, and, uh, right, yeah. And then you know, Ryan got in there and. He put his stuff on it and then opened it. wasn't up. exactly what I was hearing on top of the songs, but it was, I really liked what he was doing Groovy, on top yeah. of it. So it was perfect. You know, I, that's, you know, in that yeah, band, I'm, I'm kind of the uh, meat and potatoes guitar player and he's the, uh, you know, the Philly. Little intricate guy. Yeah, yeah, the shit on top, mm-hmm. you know. The icing, the sprinkles. Yeah, yeah he's, he's more of a textured. Sprinkles, perhaps. Textured <clears throat> Melanie on top of the main shit that I'm. Yeah. You know, chugging along and singing on mm-hmm. and he's got a very distinct sound on his guitar as well mm-hmm. the way his rig sounds is pretty weird <clears throat> so and i always love the way he, him and i sing very well together there yeah we learned please how to yeah sing at the same time together sitting in my house yeah you know all those weeks when the power was off. right so yeah so for somebody who's never heard chemical city like what would you say like your yeah. sound is more like because I have my idea, but I want Man, you to... it kind of like goes all over the place depending on which song you listen to. Hmm. Uh, Disassociate. I, I couldn't give something. Let's talk about, let's talk about the. All right. He's like, do you Disassociate. Like, do you like vocal harmony? Uh, yeah. Check this band out. That's what yeah, I would yeah. say. Yeah, yeah I love, dude. I love all harmonies, guitar harmonies, vocal harmonies. Yeah. The more harmonies, in my opinion, the better. Right. Um, so Disassociate, we did that song... The reason why I put it on the front of the album is because it has piano on it, it has stuff, and I wanted people to know when they listen to the record that this record could go in many different places. Right. Many yeah. Different instruments. I yeah. played ukulele on the fucking record. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, played the piano parts on that song. Uh, I didn't play it on some of the other ones with this piano on there, but that's the reason why I picked that song, is because we wanted, you know, this is the first thing you hear. All right, well, there's no telling where this is going to go. Sure. And then, right. you know, you get into the record, and some of it's very dirgy and yelly and, you know, but, yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as like as a 90s dude, like, which I am, <clears throat> like, that spoke volumes to me, like, what yeah. y'all were doing. Yeah, I love fucking all that shit, Nirvana and fucking Chains and Soundgarden, and, you know, I love yes, it. that's what I wanted to hear. Like, there it is. Like, I and that's it, man. Like. That if you get off Weezer, on that stuff, I man, love yeah, dude, all the vocal harmonies and like the drudgy guitars and stuff, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're back home. Like that's, you said earlier, Big Frank is your home for like whatever. This is my home to come back to '90s stuff. Yeah. <coughs> so I was like, here's my buddy doing this thing, and I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm in, I'm in, I'm all in, bro. When I heard y'all finally, I was like, yeah, yeah that's I actually, it. I've heard that a few times about. <coughs> About the record. Great, like, it's bro, great. It sounds like fucking early nineties. And I've heard you guys do both or whatever. Like the full show. The full the full beans, you know, like yeah. you're giving it all. And I've heard you do the acoustic version of that as well. And either way, like it's still rocking to me. Like it's it's the point was it for the songs to stand by themselves. 
You know what I mean? That's, uh, I think, the next stuff that we're working on isn't quite that way. Uh, there's songs on there that are. It's a sophomore record. Right. So it's supposed to be. It was written more on electric than acoustic, so. Yeah. Oh, this one coming. Yeah, this one that we're working and on. And you got, I mean, as, as much as it is your band or whatever, you know you have some influence from the other members absolutely like, they'll be better do absolutely. It. it'll be better whenever this guy's doing this or whatever yeah like i said I, I i write all the stuff bring it in they put their sprinkles on it they stank know? yeah they put their stank on it and then it becomes what it is obviously they and everybody's progressed too for you sure. you have well, and the band has, has yeah all of them for fridge sure. yep yeah it's it's uh the bass player yeah yeah. The bass player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Benton started with us, and then, uh, like I was told Benton when he started, I was like, it's not metal, man. And he was like, <laughs> he didn't care, but we got going down the road, and I think the more we progressed, the, uh, the less he was into not playing metal. Yep. You know, and that's kind of his home, which, you know, no fault. I Benton. saw him playing a Benton. hot water music song at Aaron's house one time. Yeah. I was yeah. like, "Whoa, look at that! They got him playing a hot water music song." For sure, <laughs> we have this. Uh, we have this thing in Kim City where we go in like a rotation, and each band member picks a song that we have to cover. <laughs> and my pick was first because it's my band, and yeah, yeah. I picked Sunday Suit by Hot Water Music, <laughs> so we played that one. You have to cover. Yeah. No matter what is mentioned, you have to. No, cover. no, no. Well, it depends. It has to. Nah, work. It has to work as the band. Like, sure. Obviously, I can't sing or a fucking Journey or fucking Boston. right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Which Benton was like, Boston, dude. I was like, Benton, I can't fucking sing Boston. Yeah, dude. you sing it. Yeah. Somebody else sing it. <laughs> yeah. None of y'all can sing Boston. Yeah. None of us. None of us here can yeah. sing Boston. But I like the idea, though. Like, right? I yeah. like that idea. So, like, we did, uh, and most huh. of it, which I think is really interesting, most of the stuff that we've done has been from, like, the 70s, except for the hot water stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, we did hot water. We did, uh... Thin Lizzy. Thin, Thin Lizzy, Lizzy yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, don't Believe a Word. We did uh, Waiting Room by Fugazi. Yeah. Not 70s, 80s, yep. whatever. Uh, we were doing uh, Burning For You by Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we did <laughs> There's No Easy Way Out by Robert Tepper. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> hey, dude. There's no easy way Yeah, Sean told me. I was like, damn it, I've been trying to do that for years. Uh, yeah. There's no shortcut. Uh -huh. That Rocky tune, dude. Fucking right. Rocky Four. That song's a jam. Yeah. So it's been fun. It was, yeah. Like I said. Fucking A, dude. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, Chemical City kind of changed members and stuff like that and uh, had some new songs written and stuff like that. And then your boys uh, taken out of town. So, what's the story with Chemical City now? Chemical City now is we have the. Uh, most of the second record written. I'm hoping to record it sometime this year. Uh, obviously, our longtime friend and drummer, Ben Fridge, is moving. So we're going to be working with a new drummer. Um, cool. Yeah, but hoping to get that worked out and get it work, him worked in and get it recorded and get it done by the end of the year. I don't want to speak too much on it now because we haven't even jammed together with the right. new guy yet. So. It might not work, you know. I, is I, the plan? It might not. Is it might plan, not work with the new guy. Right. Yeah. It might not. I mean, who knows? Who knows? 
is the plan going studio with it or are you guys going to play live with it is it like going to no it's going to be it's probably going to be studio before we start playing live or if there's like a show that we want to pick up just to go stretch our legs once we get it worked out we might do that but in my mind it is finish the album record the album then go play cool that's perfect that's a good way to go about it yeah we've been taking a lot of time off and it's going to be more time you're not going to see a kim city show for a while but uh you know, I play in a few other bands, so you can come see yeah. me play at uh, one of those like shows. But The 11th of March, as a matter of fact, is yeah. a band that you happen to play in, playing mm-hmm. a show in Lafayette. Yeah. Like Kim City, I, w- I wouldn't see us doing – I don't see us doing anything live until the end of the the end of this year, uh, hopefully to Yo. get everything worked in, get the record recorded. Sure. Then pick up shows. Like, I want to have the record in the box, uh, at least one video done, PR shit lined up. All that shit before we we start like hitting it, okay. right? That way, when it's go to time for release, we it's done. All the ducks yep. are in the road, <clears throat> and it's time to execute. Yep, you know what I mean. Get it. get it. Cool. So get we'll it. See. Hopefully, yeah. Hoping the drummer will work out. <laughs> so what else is going on then? Because I know <clears throat> we all know that there's other stuff, but I'm I don't know if that's worth talking about or whatever. But <laughs> I mean, I uh, and then Formag. <laughs> Oh yeah, one well, yeah. of course. Yeah, four I guess we should I, talk about four mag. Uh, one of the longest. How, how did you end up getting? Yeah, like, the longest running band in, in like Baton Rouge for a long, <laughs> yeah. for a while, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not that I'm. We recorded the. Uh, like, how did you come into format? Well, I've always been. We used to play uh, live shows with Slaves of Freedom in format. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Joel. Right. Was in the band Leak. With Jason Ogle, when I was, you know, in high school, uh, Ogle obviously became, you know, the bass player for Slaves of Freedom, uh, and I've been friends with Jay for fucking ever, probably since like 2000, so like 23 years. Um, they were always one of my favorite local bands. Sure, we played shows with them. I love their stuff, you know. Dude, the endurance of that band, man. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. Yeah, and great fucking songs. Yeah, and everybody's um, really cool as shit. Yeah. So we ended up recording the Kim City record at Kibbs. We actually we did the drums with uh, at the legendary noise floor, uh, the Kim Kim City record. We did them with John Tully. Yeah. At the noise floor in Baton Rouge, uh, at their last location, uh, I think the the newest location. Uh, is in the same place that we did our stuff at. And uh, I don't even know if they're still going. Tully had a bunch of health issues right now. Hope you're doing mm-hmm. good, Tully. Wish you the best, my man. Head up, dude. Um, so we did the drums over there, and then we ended up doing everything else at Kib's house, who plays bass in Formag, who I've been knowing forever. Uh, went over there to record. He had been working on getting a, a studio together for a long time and hadn't really – you know, he had done some, like, demoing and stuff like that, but I, I don't know if he had really done a record yet. Uh, wow, really? Yeah, I think we might have been the first, like, actual, oh, like, shit. album album that he did over there. I'll have to confirm that with him, but I think so. That's interesting. So. He's got a lot of time under his belt, I thought, you know? Yeah. Well, it sounds like it. <laughs> he learns, he, kid's fucking a wizard with that shit. <laughs> um yeah, so we were recording the record over there, and then they had a format had reunited, which I was super stoked on because they had been on hiatus for a long time. Uh, Joel, who's the singer uh, and guitar player in the original 
version of it had left. I forget when he had left. I didn't I have to ask him a year or whatever. But Kim and Jenny and Gabe, the other original three members, had kept it going as like a three-piece for a while. And we played a bunch of shows with them and Big Frank and stuff. And then uh, they kind of weren't doing anything. And then I guess it was around man, 2017 or something like that. They had all got to b- back together, like, except for the drummer. So it was all the original guys, Jimmy, Gabe, uh, Jimmy Hudson, badass fucking guitar player, <laughs> uh, Joel, Kib, and they ended up getting Wayne Porsche from Southern Whiskey Rebellion to play drums. We ended up playing some shows with them in Big Frank, and I was super excited to see that they were back doing it. Yeah. Like I said, one of my favorite local bands. Uh, anyway, during the recording of the Kim City album, I guess they kind of had like a falling out with Jimmy and Kib asked me to play guitar on it. And I said, no, <laughs> I can't play that shit. Have you seen Jimmy play guitar? Right. That dude, I can't play that dude shit. <laughs> He's a fucking amazing. Yeah. I suck, dude. I can't play that shit. There's no fucking way. No mm-hmm. way, dude. Plus, I don't have the time to do it. Yeah. Dude, there's, I can I can give you, I know, I named off like, five people I was like get them to do it yeah. you know, they, they're you know they're, they're able and you know they can do that shit probably better willing. than me <laughs> you know and uh he's like alright alright all right. so we kept going along we ended up doing the record and finishing all that stuff you know and probably around uh the end of 2018 he calls me and I remember cause I was I had my shit packed up my gear and I was going camping all my shit loaded in my truck, and I'm driving. I've left work, loaded all my shit up the night before, in the truck, driving to the campground, and he calls me up right before New Year's uh, 2018, going into 2019, and he said, hey, man, you have to play guitar in format. What do you mean I have to? I was like, I told you, I don't, I don't have time. I can't play that shit. I'm not good enough to play that. I'm not a good enough guitar player. He's like, yeah, you are. I've heard, you know, I recorded the record. You can do the shit. Uh, I talked to everybody else. They know you're cool as fuck. Just I, I've been knowing Joel throughout the years and Wayne from playing shows with their bands. Right. They're like, he was like, you have to do it. I was like, dude, I can't. I don't. I, don't, I can't. It's do like it. they want you to do it. Right. Do it. He's like, you're the person for it. Everybody knows you're cool. I was like, all right, well, let me see. I'm going camping. Let me see what I let me fuck with the shit and I'll I'll see what I can do and then you know we can maybe jam in like two weeks like New Year's Eve the next week and then the following Wednesday or whatever it's like let's just I guess just jam on it like I'll learn like two songs or something like that and then just jam and see how it feels you know what I mean obviously I was already in three other bands <laughs> I don't have time to do this. And then I went home, and because I liked their music so much and had known it for so long, I picked it up like that. Yeah. Because I already know the shit. I know sure, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I know how the song, I know the song structures. Right, because you know, you're a fan. I'm a fan. Right. It's so weird because right. it's so intricate, too. <laughs> right. Like that band has fucking got some wild So we lyrics. got to practice, and instead of two songs, I was like, yeah, I, you know, I was like, the two songs Play that I told Kib, I was getting, I was like, hey, by the way, I got, yeah, yeah. I got seven. Yeah. Or whatever. That's groovy. So we went through them, and they were like, bruh. Yeah, this works. Yeah. They were like, you you, you 
played it, you know, better than the dude we've been jamming with for six months. Right. And I was like, it's because I know the songs. Yeah. He didn't know, you know. Right. He, he came in trying to learn it, never really having here. I was like, I've been listening to this he shit wasn't been a fan. Yeah, for he 10 is, years, you know what I mean? He is a clutch guitar player, yeah. Right. So I was like, I still can't. I don't know if I can do Jimmy's stuff. And they're like, just do it. Go do what you do. Yeah. So the newest record that you guys put out, that's you on there, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Electric Conception came out uh, last year. Yeah. 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 I think it's been out about a year. Yeah. Something like that. Been blowing, and you guys have been playing on it as well, and you're gonna yeah yeah we've been playing been all of it. We've been going playing soon. Yep. Yeah, we're <clears> playing uh, the 11th at the Feed and Seed, and then uh, I know we'll be at Park Place on the 24th of June. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've yet to meet all the guys in Formag. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to actually meeting you. you know, right on. Because I haven't right seen Formag play live. I've seen them like. Way back in the day. Like, yeah, you yeah. would have just gotten back into town the, the last time I went and saw him play. At well, yeah, Park I place. wasn't even back in town whenever that was happening. Yeah, but I'm talking great, about, like, the there was a place. You know where the bowling alley is in Gonzales? Whatever that fucking mm-hmm. Premier Lane's. There was a bar there. There's Barons, and then it was Extreme Decorate. Barons. Extreme so, Decorate. When it was Barons, I saw Formag play there. And I think they may have played with, like, Kenmore's or something is why I was there or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, some weird... There was a strange uh, night, or maybe Fuego, or who knows. Yeah, there was definitely. I know we did a uh, big Frank format glitchel set there. Maybe that was it. That was it. Got to be it. And that was before. I was, obviously, I was in. And I, was I was like, like yeah, I, I remember hearing format nitrous all the time, and but never saw him. And then I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, man. Like I said, uh, Joel's a freaking beast on guitar, man. He. Uh, I have to. He's a presence. Yeah, I have to make sure I keep on my game to keep up with him. Like I said, I surround myself with people that make me become better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely one of them on that front. Uh, and Kib's a fucking madman. Yeah, he's a bass player. He's a yeah, bass player, fucking insane. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and then his mind is like going a million miles an hour. Like we try to sit down and write stuff, and like he's like ten steps ahead of us, and we're like, whoa, man. We're not even there yet. You, you know what I mean? Like, let us get there. Before, you know, his, his, he just keeps going, which is a which is a great thing. Yeah, it's know? not a bad problem. No, no, no. It's not a bad thing at all. It just – I see him get frustrated because we're not grasping quite right where he's at. Right. Right. Yeah. Sure, like, sure, sure. And just give us a minute. Pick it up, you know? boys. Yeah. Yeah, we're about four beers into this, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so it kind of brings up another point about hanging out with Bimmy Sean is, is the fact that uh, I went – the last time I saw Big Frank was at Park Place. So Joel shows up, and there's this giant RV in the parking lot. Like, I don't know if you're going to remember this at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I'm just some some lowly dude. Like, I don't, I don't frequent Park Place, you know. And they're like, yeah, co- you can come on the RV, dude. So I met Joel. I met his family. I met, like, like his friends. And, like, everybody in Ben's got, like, this – dish called yakamine which is pretty awesome stuff yeah. um, so that's my first introduction to that yeah, which is new basic- orleans staple yeah so it's like pho but it's gumbo at the same yeah, time it's right. kind of a neat thing so that brings up the fact that like other than music and other than the eighteen thousand bands you've been in or whatever like the first time i met you man was about food and, oh, yeah, and you and i and we hung out at ross's birthday i don't know if you're gonna remember this but you cooked the jambone a jam it's a jambalaya. Yeah, jambone. Yeah, we call it jambone. So you cooked one up, man. It was fucking amazing. 
So that I was think, my birthday present. Yeah. So I think <laughs> in addition to music, you and I also connect in the fact that you love to cook food. Love to cook. You do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you've in, you've done some pho. Yep. You've done jambalaya. You've done yep. some gumbo. Yep. You've done some amazing things. And like whenever your friends get together and you throw some sort of bash party, whatever, there is food to be had. And yeah, who's like cooking? Sure, yeah, yeah, and if Michon has cooked, then it's <laughs> yeah. And me, gonna if, be f- if, I'm, if I'm doing like a big thing where I'm playing music, like I'll get like my brother at like the the, the house shows uh, because I'm doing so many things and playing and stuff. I, my brother has thankfully stepped up and cooked. Yeah, like spaghetti jambalaya and stuff for that. But right. Like, if I'm just having people over to my house, it's I'm cooking. I love cooking. You know. Yeah. And we're talking to break about of different things. You know, <laughs> I love I love you know name it. I, I love it. I love cooking pho. I love cooking you know Mexican stuff. You know. And we talked about at all the, break. the uh, Cajun staples. Yeah, dude. You know? The Louisiana thing was that you, you get your your padnas over <laughs> and then you cook for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Ben has done that for me. Is um. As well, we have this we have this thing about the the day after Thanksgiving. We call it the Black T-shirt Society, whatever, because it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a bunch of us, <laughs> of course. And, and we're usually wearing black T-shirts, or whatever. But Ben was the kind of the instigator of this. He was like, "Well, I do a turkey gumbo. I'll come to your house." And he yeah. brought pot. He like not the Forgot pot. Half my shit over there. He, I didn't, got he didn't bring pot. <laughs> he didn't bring pot. He brought a he brought pot. A a pot. pot. Right. But but that's important in Louisiana is you bring the pot, and so. <laughs> He brought that, and then all the fixings and stuff, and he made this fantastic turkey gumbo, dude. So um, good. God, dude. And, like, we're all drinking and stuff and hanging out, and that's part of it, you know, but it's just like. That was a good night, man. Ben gets it. Like, it's in it's in my little notebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk to Ben about his food. <laughs> it's a, it's about that, yeah. man. So, um, yeah. the, not only the musicianship, but it's the camaraderie with you as well, man. I mean, that's an art. That's a craft as well, you know. It just all coincides right. with each other. You it know is. It's, it's, the, it's the pot, dude. Yeah, I know, I know that you're a good cook as well, Greg. So. We all cook, man. Yeah. I mean, like, it, if you're from here, it's like your credit card. It's an art for yeah, sure that yeah. we like to fuck with. And before we and before we like talk like I don't want to go any further, but like Ross, Ben, and I we we we're skirting something that we've all shared, and we're missing one dude to talk about this <laughs> yeah. as well. We uh, so my fortieth birthday, my my boys, I they said, "What do you want to do for your fortieth birthday?" And I said, "I I have never seen Hot Water Music play," mm-hmm. and I said, "I would really like to see Hot Water." And and these guys were like, "Well, dude, they're playing Orlando, Florida. Let's go." So they purchased my ticket. We the get social in Orlando. Yeah, and we start to make the drive down to Orlando to see these oh guys play. God. And Ben Michon is coming. So fun. And <laughs> this is one of my first times. It feels weird talking about this without Sean being here, but he would never be here. So good. no, right? Yeah, I, I gotta. <laughs> I think I talked him into doing the podcast. So we'll see. After wow. the two thousandth subscriber, he'll he'll be on. <laughs> so, but. I'm really happy, man. Like I'm hanging out with Ben because I've never hung out with Ben, and and I'm hanging out with Ross and Sean. We're heading down to Florida, and uh, <laughs> hilarity ensues. Dude, the <laughs> laughter! I've never laughed Let's that much in my that. life. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that was that was my first time. Like, I'm like, well, this is all in one. It's just like I'm getting to know Ben the musician, yeah, that, Ben it, the friend, the Ben the, the Ben the everything. You you. You hung out with Ben for three or four days and became your best friend right then and there. Instantly. <laughs> right, yeah. Instantly. Yeah, just just from that little chill. I was like, he had. likes to laugh, too. Yeah. yeah and he yeah, likes he's the awesome dude. music. Yep. Yeah, so. Same. That's when I really connected with you. I yeah. Like, dude, I can hang out with this dude anytime. It was just so jolly, man. The whole sure. experience was jolly to yeah, me. Yeah, it was a great trip. That'll go down to infamy for sure. For sure. Yeah, so much crazy. It wasn't even that crazy. It was just. Was it not? 
we were just fun. No, it was yeah, pretty crazy. It was, yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> but nobody dude. would understand, so we can't really talk. Right, about exactly. It. <laughs> so, but the deal is this: basically, you you've been in lots of bands. I've been in a few. Ross has been in a few. We've all been in bands. We've all been on tours. We've all done these little things, whatever. Right. Have you met as many characters as you met in like a forty-eight hour time span? Right, that as, was insane. Dude, yeah. it was nuts. Yeah, yeah. Met a fox, <laughs> met a wolf. <laughs> we met so many people. Met a Louisiana hater. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> we met so many people. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> we met a fox, we met a wolf. <laughs> Man, she was wolfing it, bro. <laughs> she was wolfing it. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, Pour some out for Gam Gam. What are you talking about? I uh, know, I know the, I know what you were talking about initially, but I was thinking about like whenever they caught a wolf, that was another character. That was so, another yes. character. So we met a wolf and a wolf, <laughs> and a, and a like, wolf. Yeah. two, two wolves, <laughs> a pack, if you will. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was insane. What a great time. So um, God, that could be its own podcast. Yeah, just recapping that shit. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, the rain was pretty bad too. Oh God. <laughs> All right, yeah. so I'm going down my little list of things to talk about with Ben, and that was definitely one of them was talk about that damn Florida trip. Yeah, we got um, nothing out of it except for that. It was right, great. right. I wish you could have been there, people. I enjoyed the show. <laughs> it was my first time seeing Hot Water. That's another well. thing that happened, too, Greg. You weren't the only one that never saw Hot Water music before. I ben was the only. I'd never yeah, seen he'd never seen him either. And we still haven't been. No, you, you guys, you guys have <laughs> like, Hot Water music. Ben's yeah. like, I've seen them. I'm like, no, babe, we haven't. No, we buddy. haven't. I haven't seen them. I, I guess went, for the listeners, went Chris. all the way to Orlando and then all the way to Birmingham. We got to yeah. see Chris Cresswell play Chris with Hot Water music. Chris Cresswell was playing instead of Chris Wallard. And for, for G. Allen, I can't speak for Ben Michon, but for G. Allen, that was a... <sighs> well, yeah. I was enjoying myself. Ask Ben's shoulders because I was jumping up and down. Me and Ben were hanging out down. Yeah, the we were floor. in the pit. And yeah. Me and Sean Singing were the songs to each other. Me and yeah. Sean were hard sapping it, drinking beers. Like you cursing. guys are buying Guinness and yeah. Jameson up at cursing. the cursing. Yeah, cursing. Pissed off. Just cursing. It you wasn't were, as bad for me the first time. Wasn't wasn't Greg by the merch booth like thinking about getting some merch? Those like I hate this band. Uh, that shirt's pretty cool. But I didn't. I was like, I can't do it. I can't. I'm not even I'm not into it. And then left it in the car. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah you left it in the Uber. I bought a vinyl and a T-shirt. I Are you t- kidding me? And I'm not. I bought a vinyl and the T-shirt. Oh, you didn't know this? No. And oh, then God. left the vinyl. I forgot the T-shirt because I brought it home. Which Kelly. vinyl are you Kelly. missing? The lighted up album, which is my least favorite. Oh, we can get that for you. Yeah, I, I actually have a copy you can have right we now. We can get that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody gave it to me, but I'll give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I wasn't too bent up about it. Yeah, dude. Allow me to give that to you. <laughs> Apparently, that's my thing. As I give really crappy hot water records to, to friends of mine. I heard about that. <laughs> now that you, and they just disrespect me t- on the air. <laughs> there was a text about which one is your favorite record. <laughs> Not that one. Hey, is there any good songs oh, on this oh, wait, record? I think it might have been which one's the worst record. Yeah. And I was like, light it up. God. <laughs> This bird 
about. We should. Are we going to start Man. back at some point? We're, we're back in it. Oh, we are back? Yeah. I don't have a problem talking about it. I mean, we don't know what it's called. But one of the songs that I, like, because you guys had written a bunch of songs for it, and it's like, well, I have this idea for a song, and it never took off in any other band that I've kind of done it for. But you were one of the ones that was like, yeah, that sounds all right. I went back and listened to it. It's a face-to-face song. It, it, 100%. I'm like, God dang it. Yeah, let's do it. Well, we should, actually. <laughs> we'll come back to that. All right, so so we've talked about Chemical City. We've talked about Big Frank. We've talked about uh, Four Mag Nitrous. Mm-hmm. All right, so. The routine Fiend. Yeah, All Routine Fiend. You've got a potential record coming out with Chemical City. Yep. You've got anything on the horizon for Four Mag? Yep, we're writing a new. If you come out to the show on the 11th, we'll be playing two new songs. Okay. Working on songs for the next record. We have three mostly done. And do you have um, – I don't want to spoil it, but do you have any other projects going on? I do, actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a thing that, that's kind of been in the works for quite a few years now, but uh, uh, I now have time for it due to some very unfortunate circumstances. Yeah, you, you should. Uh, that we didn't talk about. Which we can we, talk about we that. Probably should. Yeah, go for it. Um, uh, my good friend Todd Alexander, the founder of Glitchel, and uh, well, we kind of covered this on the last. I forgot about it. It's all good. The man. first show, talk. yeah, the first show. Tell him, yeah, talk, yeah, yeah. talk to it. Yeah, he passed away this past August. Um, and in the wake of that, I had, I have some more free time, uh, to devote to something else that I've been trying me and some friends of, of mine have been trying to get off the ground for quite a while and uh it's the as yet untitled band right uh, <laughs> well, me and Greg here on my right and uh Sean Lee and Aaron Polk and yeah we have uh four or five songs written in uh four or five probably in the in the pocket yeah you guys on. you guys have a so. lot um going on and i say to you guys like i'm not in it right like but it was so but i am so i'm talking to you as the new guy in the band because recently joined yeah it's it's pretty recent it kind of started as a project that aaron aaron it's supposed to be kind of a just a studio yeah that's kind of yeah that's kind of the idea for it Mm -hmm. is um when we had time we would always get together and and we had always talked about it man it'd be really fun if like because i played bass and glitch when sean played guitar and mm. we were basically playing todd's songs because todd right. wrote all that shit right that was todd, that was, glitchel was todd's band as chemical city is my band glitchel was todd's band yeah you fit really well on bass there though thank you i love playing bass yeah in that band. i don't a, know if you would have been <clears throat> the perfect fit for guitar i think you were really good for right. bass there I, I agree with that yeah um but as we were but also, you and Sean together playing guitar would be that's riffing. magnificent. And that yeah. was the idea. And then Aaron on drums. Yeah. Together, we always <laughs> thought it would be like really, we kind of always would get drunk and be like, bro, we should start I'm a band. saying it's a we super group. We should start group. a band with the three of us and it would be fucking really cool. And yeah. I've heard some of it and it's fucking badass, dude. Thanks, man. It is really cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we got together probably. Why'd y'all let this six times in the last fucking three years or something like that until (laughs) this past uh, January we started getting together more regularly. So uh, we've had three or four jams this far. The uh, hope is to get in every other week and 
work on the ship. Yeah. And uh, we're looking for a bass player. We weren't initially looking for a bass player in the beginning. It was supposed to be a re- recording project, and Sean or I would just play bass on whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then... Uh, but now it's going to I don't know. I got to hanging out with Greg, and I was like, man, I've never played with Greg. I want to play with Greg. We should get Greg. Oh, well, how about that? We should do something else. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, dude. Greg always tries to sell himself short. No, but it's like like he said, they've been doing this for two two years. Mm-hmm. Well, I always thought but it you was have to just think a about studio this. project, which is fine. But yeah. if they're going to so they're like, live, you got it right, and I'm like. Player. Bro, y'all have had two years to play these songs. But I also told you, in two years, we'd practice like four times. Four times, right, yeah. exactly. You know what I mean? This is like very It's like, have y'all heard this before? Like, yeah, dude, this old hat. And I'm like, well, it's brand new. And I mean, if you guys really want to get into it, do you want to tell what the actual idea of the band is? Like, everybody just kind of writes a song. Yeah. Like, so the three That I dig. Cats. That I really dig. Everybody writes songs and just brings it to the table. Right. So, you like, you have a whole, and this is it's kind of the same way that I work with Kim City, is like, I tell them that I'm working on stuff, but yeah. I don't show, I don't present it to the guys until in Kansas City until song. it's kind of a complete thing. Uh, and for me, it's complete with music. Like to me, it's music first, lyrics later, or like melody, vocal melody. It's later. the cool thing about the, the, this time that we're living in. You could be like, this is this is how Corker does our shit for right? sure. It's like, here's a song. Right. This is how it sounds. Yeah, scratch track it or whatever. Yeah. So. so like, yeah, go ahead. Sean has, like, it initially started, we got together and we already had six songs because Sean had two songs. You had two. Well, I think Sean had two, Aaron had two, and I had one. Oh. So we already had five songs. You know what I mean? When we initially got together. That's an EP. Right. <laughs> so we were, like, sending this shit back and forth, learning this shit. All right. We got it. Because you just listen to it, figure sure. it out. Yeah. You get together, you do your homework, you get there and execute. You're supposed right? to play guitar on this. Right. And then you work out the little kinks here and there, you know. Or the ideas. Or maybe yeah, my yeah, idea is yeah. a little yeah. better here. Yeah. Or the ideas. Sure. And that's what's really, that's the f- that's kind of one of the first things um, I noticed about this band was that uh, you guys, you're all professional musicians coming from other whatever realms, right? Right. And so... <clears throat> The fact that we're at practice and it's just like, once I kind of finally attached to like, all right, I understand the song structure and I get what I'm supposed to do. You guys were like, okay, cool, because this is how we're going to change it. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they are, uh, there's some fast moving. Um, I can bet that. Musicians that, that move quick on it, man. Like once you get the root, it's like, okay. He's super quick about like, this is how we're going to do it. Hey, what if we do it? this way and yeah. he, he quickly changes it and it's just like let's do it that way from now on like okay this is set in stone I you better that. remember this thank god for task cam recorders that's all i gotta say right? <laughs> just because uh what a clutch thing to have in a, in a band practice room yeah i've never really played anything with ben besides trying to play hot water music songs we should but, do that by but the way. i noticed whenever we were doing that and it would just be a song that i just happened to know or whatever and you didn't really know and I would just kind of give you like the layout of the song, and you would catch it so fast, though. You're like, because you knew the song, right? But you're like, what part do I need to play? I'd just right. be like, you're doing this, and I do this, and you're like, got it. And it'd be like, damn, that's like I never really played with somebody that's just like, yeah, got it. That's I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> he why. and Sean lick together, bro. Like there's there's some licking dudes. Yeah. I always 
just picked it. Like I can watch somebody play something for like a, a minute and be like, all right, I got it. Yeah. Mostly. Like some mm-hmm. shit gives me some, you know. I've never seen you have an issue. My boys keep me on my toes is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I've all, never. Everybody that I play with, you know, somebody will do something out. and I'm like, oh, fuck. God damn, I have to work on this motherfucker. You know yeah. Know? Right. But nobody can be like, I can't be like, that's an E. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The because pitch. Yeah. An E to me was yeah, a C oh. initially. Yeah. And then it moved. So, like, I have no ear training as far as, like, wow. the knee. Right. Well, the thing is. I can't tell you what it is. Like, I can I can find it. I get it. I get you that. you play it on the board I get that. and I hear it, I can know where yeah, I'm. I, I can come to it if I'm in that tuning quickly. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I've seen it. But I can't. Just I can't go, like, what note is that? Yeah, yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. That's weird. I've only played E standard. Yeah. Be a whole lot easier if I did. Yeah. I like the way uh, a half step down acoustic guitar sounds, mm-hmm. but I don't even keep my guitar that way. Wow. Mm-mm. I keep my well. Kim City's in acoustic. Uh, acoustic. Kim City's in E flat, so I keep my acoustic there because okay. try to write most of the stuff. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah I definitely know that your guitar's half step down yeah, yeah. because and last time you came hang out with me, half step down. You're like I'm half step, dude. <laughs> hey, so just just for I know that's gonna be here's the edit, Ross. Okay. So um, talk us through it, man. Like, cause I've been to your place and we've played before together and we're in a band together and so. I look at your wall and I see at least, at least six instruments hanging from wall. Mm-hmm. What's your collection like? Um, well, I have probably seven electrics, three acoustics, a ukulele. There we go. Piano. There we go. Yeah, that's all I want to get on there. Wow. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, dude, it's insane. Uh, I, don't I, you have a collection as well, though? Nope. I've had a mandolin. That's I kind don't. Of been Living at my house. I thought you did. Uh, none of mine work. You have at least seven guitars. Guit- no. I got a Les. I got a Gretsch. I got a Washburn. An old Nuno Benton Court Washburn. Mm-hmm. Um, no, dude. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll talk about that on a podcast one day. Uh, I got like three basses. Yep. I got six. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But like. Michelle's house, you go. It's 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 like a museum almost. Of, of <laughs> well, you'll find broken pieces of guitars too, though. That's <laughs> great, like so great. Right yeah. <laughs> there's an old. Remember my my. Uh, there's one that's like I put in the rafters of my barn. Yep. I look at that a lot when I go over there. That's an old. Looks like an old Samick or something. Hollow body. That was my uncle's that played in the punk rock band. That I was yeah, about. New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, he gave it to me, and I had it hanging on the wall. In the barn in the 2016 flood, mm. right? And then the water came up, and it was. I was like, the water's not going to get that high. And Boy, it did it. it. Right, and then it delaminated. So Holy the shit. end of it's all split, and there's no fixing that. Damn. So I was like, I'm just going to put this for some mojo Yeah. in the barn. So now it's just know. sitting there as a challenge, is what you're saying. So we got we got Ben Ryland's guitar over there. We got Michon's guitar over there. Oh, that's right. Ryland says Remember Ryland? I found it. I found it. I pulled it. Oh, uh, yeah, that old green. After that podcast, I went and pulled it. it. He saw me pulling it, and I was yeah. like, this is the one, huh? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah I that looked, one looked sitting at up it. in there. Yeah, dude. Know? So we played for the longest time, probably from 2000. Because uh, we started Slaves of Freedom at my parents' house, right? Okay. We used to play in the, in the shed. I actually own the shed now because I bought that piece of property from my dad. No shit? Yeah. The, the rental. Corner. Yeah. 
Yeah, the rental. But the shed on that property is when we started that van. No shit. Yeah. That's right. So we played there for probably about a year until Dad kicked us out. Until <laughs> <laughs> Dad kicked He said it's so. He wrote us a letter. Until Papa kicked us out. He left us a letter. Yeah. <laughs> Signed, King Mike and Queen Marianne, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Atta boy. My dad was a fucking character. Yes, I indeed. I miss that dude so much. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So then, uh, thankfully, Pease and these people are, uh, I can't gloss over this because it's it's so, they're so integral to my entire musical story, mm-hmm. is Jimmy and Rhonda Fridge. Uh, P, Fridge, Ben Fridge. James. James Fridge. God, all the Shanna fridges. All the fridges. Parents, right? We practiced at their barn out there in Sorrento. And that's where I saw Richie. From probably 2000 and fucking three to 2000 and fucking 12. Thank the fridges. Yeah, so like all these bands I've been talking about, with the exception of... Oops, sorry, dude. Kim City. Until you got your own place. Yeah. I, and I bought my house in 2014. So I used to skip college. I was like, fuck it, I don't fucking want And I'd just go over there. <laughs> go in the back and sit back there by myself and fucking play guitar. How are the Fridge parents? I guess maybe this should be a They're podcast great. for. I bet they are some cool motherfuckers. Jimmy is the coolest fucking dude you will ever meet. Get him on the show. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. The fridge parents, Rhonda though. too. She was always like, "I just like I, I like knowing Jimmy's at work, and you know if y'all are back there jamming, there's somebody there. If something goes down, I yeah, can, yeah. So cool, gotta love man. that. They're the fucking best. Fucking a. And what? What? I think um, when we talked to Ryland, maybe they were talking about Ben. Had, he was like a newbie on drums, like whenever yeah. they started, like. Yeah, so... Like, Ben hadn't even been playing drums for that long? Yeah, Correct. I think during, like, the Slays of Freedom times, like, 2004 to... 2000 to 2004, something like that. Like, when we first started playing over there, um, them two were jamming because Ryland and, and Ben Fridge are brother-in-laws. Because right. Ryland mather- yeah. married Shanna Fridge, Ben's sister, right? So they were always around. Crazy to me. And I remember uh, the barn was kind of raised. And Slaves of Freedom played this show at Lamar Dixon, right? And we acquired a bunch of building materials to build a stage for it. So we built this giant stage to play Lamar Dixon. Sure. And then show. home. Right, <laughs> and then after the show, after the show was done, we stuck it out in front of the jam room. So there was this giant platform stage in front of the jam room. Fucking awesome. So Ryland and Little Ben Fridge would sit. I, I, I make it. A, I try not to call him Little Ben anymore. <laughs> He's a big fridge now. He's a big fridge now. You do what He's you have to do. Si- you do what you have to do. You call him Little Fridge. He's a full man. size refrigerator now. I love that dude. He's like a little brother to me. Um, Everybody loves Little Ben. Yeah, so they used to jam. We'd be playing Slaves of Freedom stuff, and they'd be jamming outside at the same time. It's wild. So they, them two, were have been jamming together since probably like 2002 or some shit. Wow. 
and they had songs like I remember they had a couple songs. I remember like going out there, going to practice, and listening to them play, and going like, "Man, Riley, that's a good riff, dude." Yeah, you know. Fritch had a band called Swords at Sundown. So we talked about this. That yeah, they started getting together, and they were yeah. they were playing all over fucking. They're like he, I was like fucking right, and then. Do you remember the the other band that they were kind of? Like the the jokey, right? It was like pistols at dawn or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. We right. Used to, we used to fuck with each other. So Swords like, at sundown. Yeah, I, I remember calling them daggers at dusk. Right. Yeah, dude. So like time <laughs> and, street. And, uh, Swords of the dance. Right. So it, uh, <laughs> so they, call, they called us fruit hound. That's, like, <laughs> that's great. That's so good. Yeah, we used to always fuck with each other. Well, it came to that point. And there were we flyer. We were sharing the same practice space, so that little combative shit came from. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, these again in it, you know what I mean? That's where it all stemmed. But it was all in, it was all in good fun, dude. Because it, there was like a Flyers showdown on Chime Street <laughs> by LSU, so it was like pistols at dawn, swords at sundown, and <laughs> <laughs> apparently Mewtown was involved in that. But like I never knew. So like as I'm hanging no fuego flyers out there, I'm like, <laughs> wait, what's going on? Yeah, pistols or swords, man. I don't know if you can get that. This is a question for Fridge, but I think that uh, Swords of Sundown record, you could probably still get it. Sweet. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like we'll more ask him. new school. We'll ask him. Did you guys always have just somebody that would, like, did you guys pay for recordings back in the day? Like, mm-hmm. It's like everybody had one. Right. It was so hard for us to we get a recording. The money, dude. The Damn, money. you guys just had it. Gig. That's why you gig. Yeah. I guess you that did. was our fucking problem. Save the money and then fucking pay. You know? Nobody came to our show. Pony up a couple, <laughs> pony up a couple bills and yeah, and get it done. The first, wow, that's how I met Jason Ogle. Well, I I knew him from a handful of other people. Like I remember when I was a kid, uh, going to see Rex on shows. I think he was in a band called Guilt Trip at the time. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, smoking weed with him like back behind the rec center by the bleachers and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was probably 14, so he was like yeah. 24 or something. <laughs> you know, and he's probably like, what the fuck is this kid talking about? That's you know? the times I remember. I'm sure I probably didn't even say anything knowing me. I'm not too uh, talkative yeah. unless I'm drinking, you know? Yeah. You know, 14. Or if you're on a podcast, one or the other. All right. you know, yeah, you know, 14. <laughs> How old's your kid? How old is my kid? Yeah. 13. <laughs> yeah. There you How old's it different, Greg? Right. <laughs> Oh, look, Sean's the one that fucking brought it up. Like, 13, huh? Okay, well, we were probably at least bonging beers by that point. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. yeah, we were bonging beers. Right? Yeah, I saw the difference between my my younger brothers and sisters, and not to mention my nieces and nephews. It's like... Different times. How do y'all not have any of this ex- world experience? Yeah. Right. You know I mean? Right. Everybody's so sheltered. But my, how about on this journey? My kid knows what's happening on uh, Nintendo World. Or, you know, How about right. on this journey? Pokemon. She's she's very smart. That's my Ben <laughs> so. Michon. That's my Ben Michon quote, by the way. What's that? Met, meeting that guy when we went to Orlando and did that whole laugh tour. Yeah. We talked to this guy, the Fox. Okay. And like, the thing was, he had said, "Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to this place." And so we're like, "Yeah, how long have you been traveling, man?" He was like, I've been traveling my whole life. But Ben Michon fucking asked him, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like on this journey. <laughs> like how long have you been traveling on this been, fucking since journey? You've been awake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm taking that with me. <laughs> like, I'm taking that with me. Don't get esoteric with me right now. Right. <laughs> We're not in the mood. You've been on the road right now. We are tired and ready to go back to the hotel and drink some beer. <laughs> right. That was the groovy part of that thing. It was because... <laughs> I'm always the first one to like step outside or whatever, so I was like out there by myself, and then he came rolled right to me. Shit! And then like it was like a fucking uh, angel came. It was Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, dude. After Helga, after Helga, <laughs> the German waitress. Fucking Helga. We fucking. Yeah. Helga. So we, me and Ben were fucking with Swamp Fox for a long time before you guys even showed up. By yeah. the way. Uh, good for y'all, man. I was going like, cool. oh, God. And he was like so... We had like, already noticed the scar on the neck. We're like, holy shit. Yeah, spacey. <laughs> I was like, this dude is... We're going to have some fun with this. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it, was, it was primed. Yeah, yep. It was primed when you and Sean walked yeah, out. Yeah, we, we, we laid it out already. It was already kind of... Yeah, y'all were... Y'all we're, were, we were pumping the party. <laughs> yeah, y'all were in the mood when we walked out of Waffle House. Uh-huh. Y'all were already in the mood. You guys like, taking too long to pay your yeah. bill, man. It wasn't my fault. Me and Ross looking around, we're like, come check this out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to, he's asking if, he's, if he wants to buy us some beer. Oh, yeah. Dude, you're right. I'm not of age to buy beer. Yeah. Yeah. I have a gray beard. Fucking 30. <laughs> but why is it us, right? Like fucking 30. Does, does, is it something about us that like, hey, if you're stumbling out the woods behind a Waffle House in some town in Florida, you should go talk go to the talk guys to in the guys. black shirts yeah. that are smoking cigarettes. Man. It's weird. He came right up to me, man. Yeah, it's like, here's some white guy smoking cigarettes outside a Waffle House. I should go hey, ask you, them for stuff. Do you need me to buy you some beer? Which is weird. No. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I've had HR tell me that I'm unapproachable. <laughs> ben, you have this smug face. We can wrap it up with uh, some closing it's only statements, been four right? Hours. Yeah, but I, this is why because I love this guy. Travis Mason, I love this guy. Oh, shit, you may have actually. Fuck. So anyway, yeah, we got shows. Uh, yeah, March 11th, DNC Lafayette, March 17th. Go see the 17th show Park in Park Place. Place. Gonzalez, March 24th, Biloxi, the city, I think, is it Gulfport. Something like that. The Coliseum in Biloxi. The Coliseum, yeah. <laughs> no, don't go there. I think it's uh, – I'm forgetting it. Go look at uh, – Go check out their Facebook, their Instagram. Go check out all of their social media yeah. pages. Um, they'll let you know where to be, where to see them play, man. Friend me on all my socials. Uh, I'm normally more active on Instagram than Facebook, so look for the flyers if you want to come check. Come What's your Instagram handle? Tell them. <laughs> Yeah. Ben Mitchell, I'm pretty All sure. Right. Yep. He's a super nice guy. He'll answer any questions you have for him. Yep. Hit me up. 24 7, 365. He's there for you. Yep. I'll come cook you some shit. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Not really. Thank you, Ben, for being on the show. I really do appreciate <laughs> it, man. You've been bro. the man. Thanks for coming. I love you, boys. Thank you for having me. Love you, dude. The end. Party. Peace. Party. Y'all be good. We'll see y'all down the road. Anna. Is that really four hours? Yeah. No way. <laughs> it was.